This week, I can't smile without Hellboy 2. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Spooky John Rooney Taylor, and I'm very disappointed that for the second year in a row, I was the only one with a spooky Halloween name. Oh crap, is this the one that's going to be out for Halloween? It is. Yep. Uh, Alright, so uh, you're uh, uh, Patrick Brimstone Bromley. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a I nice like one. That one. You're Mark Every Rosenthal Has Its Thorn. Aww. Oh, nice. Kind of a bittersweet one for yeah. the romantics in the audience. Yeah. It's also a pretty sweet power ballad one. Right? Yeah. It got Bill and Ted out of that scrape once. It really did. Good However, for them. If you think about it for too long, you will think about Rock of Love, and that's terrifying. But that'll then make me think of the Grant Morrison run on Justice League, Rock of Ages. But then that makes me think of the jukebox musical Rock of Ages. Ooh, oh, no. And that's bad again. Ooh, yeah. But that makes me think of Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Which is also terrifying. Sure, but Pierce Brosnan apparently took vocal lessons for this one. He very much did not for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, because it is uh, almost Halloween, <sighs> we watched the horroriest of action-y superhero movies, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. It's made of gold. Then it's an army. You heard it. And there's a lot of math in this movie. Tons. I resent that. <laughs> uh, also, guys, I just want to point out that this is a very special episode of this podcast. One, it is the first time that we are uh, podcasting from the Rooney Taylor stronghold. Yep. So yeah. if you hear different room noise or my wife enter halfway through the recording, you know <laughs> why. <laughs> my wife has recorded halfway through the entering before. That's and true. I'm pretty sure Patrick's has too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for your wife to interrupt us. Sure, guys, I think, yeah, this is the only apartment we have not recorded in. Yeah. That's right. We have recorded in literally every other apartment in the world. Yes, every true. single one. Including yep. your apartment. Including the apartment where that weird Russian Don Jr. meeting happened. That's true. Oh, yeah. We didn't think to record that because we weren't getting a lot of good audio from it. No, no. yeah, no. It's just Don Jr. does not yes and. Mm-mm. He's a very poor improviser. So That's true. true. The other reason this is a very special episode is because we finally are a real podcast today. Whoa. Because we finally have embraced the Mark Marin method of having a cat somewhere loose in the place. That's true. (laughs) So if you hear anything like meow or brush up against the microphone or notice any money missing, it's definitely the cat and not me. (laughs) <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. So, Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was too busy over here leaving my valuables unattended to. What were we talking about? Nothing. John, do you have any floor plans? Oh, tons. Would you like some? Yes, please. All of my guests leave with free floor plans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, don't worry about security. I don't have any. <laughs> uh, so, Hellboy 2, the Golden Army, uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro of Guillermo del Toro fame, uh, begins, like all movies do, with a tiny red boy being told a story. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, this story, of course, he's being told by his... Uh, uh, we should clarify that we mean a boy who is a demon and not a hurtful stereotype of a Native American. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he is He is just the color red. Sure. Legitimately red. And they will call him red for most of the movie. Correct. Yes. Just wanted that on the record. Of course. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We have nothing but the deepest respect and... Uh, I was going to say sadness for the atrocities visited upon the First Nation Americans. You can say that. It's true. I didn't want to speak too heavily for everyone in the room. No, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, if it was a little, if it was a little Caucasian boy, I definitely would have said a little honky boy. (laughs) Sure. Well, that's fair. We've had it coming. Yes. Uh, So it begins with uh, his adopted father, Professor Broom, played by John Elephant Man Hurt, uh, telling him the story of the Golden Army, the titular Golden Army, as it were. Uh, it's all rendered in really cool, like, CGI wood puppet form. Yeah, because yeah. uh, little baby Hellboy is watching an episode of Howdy Doody. Yes. So there's, like, in his imagination, every story is a puppet. Right. Correct, yeah. And they're all, like, old school wood marionettes. Yep. Yeah, and we Which find is out- uh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually. if I was trying to recall a memory and everyone in that memory was a puppet, I would be horrified. Yeah. Is that why you haven't watched Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys yet? Well, it's just I I know the Demonic Toys win, and oh, I can't sure. see poor Puppet Master get kicked while he's down. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the Puppet Master franchise still exists and just made a new movie, and Tom Lennon is in it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, buddy, there's a whole, like, Full Moon Productions universe now. Oh, that's crazy. They have comic books and everything. I just, what? Like, I just like that there's that one puppet with the knife hands. Yeah, knife hands. I also yeah. like the little six-shooter puppet. <laughs> Six-shooty hands? Six-shooty hands. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, we find out that way, way long ago in times of yore, uh, the world of, of elves and, and goblins and trolls and orcs uh, came into conflict with the world of men, and the world of men were winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were punching the shit out of elves left and right. Uh, I so mean, it's a height thing. We're much taller than they are. Yeah. True, and they're considerably more agile. <laughs> Yeah, just like big piles of weird muscle. We also don't turn into wood when we're wounded, so I think that's another big advantage. It's a big win. Yeah. Uh, So the elves uh, enlist a a little goblin blacksmith guy to make them the Golden Army. 70 times 70 soldiers. Which I refuse to do the math on. 4,900. I made my phone do it. (laughs) Take that, you stupid phone. Uh, My phone also immediately walked out right afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It has taken a lot of your bullshit over the years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It has to look at all the dumb things I post on Twitter. <laughs> Which I remember usually... all the actors' names. <laughs> yep, all two of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we find that they build this army, they defeat the armies of men, and then a truce is signed. Because uh, King Elf feels really bad by the brutality of the Golden Army that he has visited upon the world. Right, because they're completely merciless and remorseless and yeah. without conscience. And indestructible, even though, as we pointed out, gold is such a flimsy material that we eat it for fun. <laughs> That's true. It's so true. It's just the I, shittiest of all the metals. If I ever went to a... Re- I've never been to a restaurant where I've been given the like, gold or gold leaf, like edible gold on food. Have you not just ordered a shot of... Uh, Goldschlager? Goldschlager? No, I'm not a fucking 21-year-old frat boy. Sure, fair enough. It's just peppermint schnapps. 
with gold in it. Yeah. Also, if you went to Popeyes like last week or the week before, you could oh, get gold yeah. flake chicken. I saw that. That the gold flake chicken. Yeah, because it's like an anniversary or something. In there. It was a limited location, so I don't think anyone around us was doing it. I think it was just a couple restaurants in like, uh, New York. That's probably true. Right. Mm. Screwed again. Right. Yeah. Once again, the flyover states are <laughs> left to rot with our non-precious metals chicken. Yeah, right. We have that Popeye's chicken that's still somewhat digestible. <laughs> I always go for the shrimp. That's probably a wise call. Is it? <laughs> uh, frankly, here's my feeling on that. If you go to a restaurant that says it specializes in one thing, like Popeye's chicken or blank steakhouse... Don't get anything besides what's advertised. It probably won't be as good. I mean, I'll grant you that that's probably fair, but isn't it really just Popeye's batter? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is the oil and the batter is what you're going to pop. And the biscuits, my friend. And the biscuits, that's absolutely true. Made of pure baked fat. Yeah. Yeah. And the dirty rice. Eh. Oh, the dirty rice is so good. You don't eat it because it's got meat in it. Exactly. What's in the dirty rice? Uh, chicken pork? livers. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Oh, nice. Chicken livers and rice. Oh, that's good. It's so good. And then oh, you get the good. then you get the mashed potatoes and gravy, and then you just mix that with the rice. Oh, yeah, man. You know what's really crazy? In Canada, Popeyes has poutine. That's like the fries, cheese curds, and then that Cajun gravy. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. oh. I'm getting oh. thick over here, guys. <laughs> uh, we have an explicit content warning on this one, right? Yeah. We have since day one. Okay. <laughs> Fuck shit, poop farts. <laughs> nice. Damn uh, hell ass. So, moving on. Uh, uh, we now catch up to modern day, a uh, uh, to the Hellboy world, and we're kind of giving a, a tour around the BPRD, the Bureau for uh, Paranormal Research and Defense. Which is not to be confused with R.I.P.D. The Rest in Peace Department. Exactly. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, Men in Black, but with ghosts and not good. Right? And real uncomfortable Asian stereotypes. That whole movie's uncomfortable for so many reasons. Very true. Ryan Reynolds, you get the hell out of my movies. Damn dirty (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Ruined that perfectly good Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Without Ryan Reynolds, that thing would have been... Here's the thing. I couldn't even finish that. No, no. Edit out all the parts that have Ryan Reynolds, and it's fine. Yeah, then it's It's just... It's five minutes long. (laughs) It's about a guy who grows a weird head. (laughs) And then it's a a great little David Lynch movie. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. All right, all right. Someone needs to do that for, like, an art installation somewhere. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Hey, art, give me some money. I'll do it. Hey, how you doing? I'm on. Here's 12 bucks. Hey, I'm on my way. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we see the the BPRD. We uh, catch up with um, uh, Tom Manning, played by uh, Angry Rage Monster Jeffrey Tambor. It is <laughs> unacceptable that you know all the character names in this movie. Mm-hmm. I find it very unacceptable. Yeah, I've no. seen this movie Hundreds of times, probably. Sure, but that's just Jeffrey Tambor. He's not an act. He, or he, yeah, no, he's I not didn't a catch his name at all. He's, he's, he's just not Jeffrey named. Tambor. He's just Jeffrey Tambor. And you're just delighted that he's not screaming at Jessica Walter. Uh, yeah, yes I am. Aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Anytime someone is not screaming at Jessica Walters, I view that as a win. Absolutely. Uh, so we catch up. He's the head of the BPRD. Uh, he's very upset. He's talking to his good old friend uh, that he calls Fish Ticks, Abe Sapien, the Fish Man. Yep. 
uh, the the I'm assuming the father of the fish man from the shape of water. I don't know. I think those, or maybe he's the grandson. I guess that's true. Because shape of water takes place in like the sixties, or sixties. Yeah. yeah, the the kind of Cold War era. Yeah, so maybe Abe Sapien is the spoiler alert for the shape of water. But maybe Abe Sapien. <laughs> There's a fish man in the shape of water. <laughs> a fish man who has sex with a human lady. That's not a spoiler. That's the tagline of the movie. <laughs> Good for him, by the way. Right? Hey, good for her, too. He's a good-looking fish man. True. <laughs> they have a sweet little musical dance number. It is adorable. It is delightful. Nice. Yes. Also, there's cats in that movie, too. Well, I think Guillermo del Toro just likes kitties. Fair enough. Uh, Don't we all? So yeah, no, so... your cat is a jerk. No, people like my cat. My cat just hates everyone and everything. <laughs> That's true. That's not the same. Your cat is a teenager from the 90s. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> that explains why I walked, when I was watching your cat the other day, it was watching Hackers. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> Telling you guys, that movie fucking holds up and you're all stupid. Hey man, she was just taking a break from blowing through Daria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the DVDs take out all the licensed music. It's a bummer. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, they still have the opening and ending credits, but all of the other, like, incidental music that MTV at one point had the rights to and doesn't anymore is right. all taken out of the DVD release. That's oh, why we can't ooh. get a good WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, no, we do now. What? Yeah, they did some negotiations. And there's oh. a there's a sticker on the thing that says, like, now with the original music. Oh, nice. So, fuck, that dog's joke now makes sense. This is the greatest day of my life. Isn't it? I let's, quit. Goodbye. Yeah, let's stop recording. <laughs> let's go watch all of WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, starting with the Thanksgiving episode, the best one. Duh. <laughs> that's like watching, that's like watching, like, the old Bob Newhart show not watching the one where they get drunk and try to order Chinese food. <laughs> Come on. Okay. You guys, television used to be great. Right? I know, right? <laughs> Golden age of my ass. <laughs> I never saw the people on Fargo get drunk and order Chinese food. Buddy, <laughs> the people on Fargo do a lot crazier things, though. That's yeah, true. but none of it's as funny. But there is Key and Peele as a delightful FBI double comedy oh, team. Oh, yeah. They're that is great. true. They are great. All right. Hellboy 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, Golden Army. <laughs> so, yeah, we find out that Hellboy has been being seen very frequently out in public, uh, including at one point posing for a picture and giving autographs. And, and this the, gives uh, much consternation to Jeffrey Tambor, so I'm on board with it. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, they're kind of walking through the BPRD, and we see all these, like, goofy, like, monsters and eldritch horrors being processed and operated upon because uh, it's Friday. That's how they explain yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's a big day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's why if you love cake, never work at a cake shop because you're just going to get desensitized to it and you won't enjoy it on your off time. Right. I'll get desensitized to cake? Yeah, yeah you Like will. it's not going to make me cum? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and then you're just going to have to find harder and weirder desserts. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Working at a cake shop is the first step to eating only ganache. <laughs> Patrick, you if just you described get into... my ideal world. <laughs> All right, but soon you're going to have to get into flan, and I am uh, not comfortable ooh, with that, buddy. No uh, kidding. Uh, I love oh, flan. No. It's my favorite. It's too oh, late. Oh. Uh, fun fun sidetrack about flan, since we always stay on topic anyways. <laughs> We've cruised through this movie so far. Uh, my mother-in-law makes the best flan. 
my but my wife hates it. She hates flan. When she was a little kid and she would make the flan, she would just say not again. And now this dessert is known within that family as not again. That is adorable. <laughs> it is, right? It's a great uh, story. That's well, also pretty rough since flan is not easy. No, it no. is not. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of work and effort to like make. It's yeah. like a souffle that you don't bake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. I'll eat the shit out of it. Flan, it's oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Big bowl of custard. Mm-hmm. Just protect yourself out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just as long as you're being safe. <laughs> Did you tell me where a Jimmy hat when I eat flan? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, he's not wrong. Yeah, that caramelization can hurt. Uh, well, true. That's I guess if it's like freshly caramelized, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It would definitely hurt. Sorry, I just realized that uh, molten chocolate cake is just the BDSM of desserts. Yeah, sure. It's like it's like the world of the Cenobites. Cenobites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's plenty of pleasure, but also unspeakable pain. Yeah, good uh, pain though. Good pain. It's nice pain. It's yeah, really it's good pain. Okay. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. <laughs> oh, yeah. BPRD, yeah. bunch of monsters. Tons Hellboy's of being seen. He is Hellboy, uh, played by Ron Perlman. The uh, delightful Ron Perlman. Correct. The immortal Ron Perlman, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> knock on all of the wood in the world. Thank you. No problem. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go to the Pacific Northwest to knock on their wood, since you said the whole world. Cool. Goodbye! Oh, man. Hopefully they have Twin Peaks spoilers. I'm back! I knocked on all the wood in the... Greater Seattle metropolitan area? (laughs) I almost said San Francisco, which is not in the Pacific Northwest. But they do have redwood trees, so... Well, you gotta go. It sounds to me like you got some unfinished business in California. (laughs) Alright, I'll see you later! (laughs) (laughs) When he finds those last couple trees that haven't been burned down... I wanted to try to find some of them trees that they used for Ewok trees in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, those have got to be out there somewhere. I'm back! Did you bring me back a toy? Uh, No, bad news. All the Ewok villages burned down. Did you buy some pot while you were there, though? I mean, it's not legal to transport it for state All right, thanks. (laughs) It's not legal if you get pulled over and caught. (laughs) Otherwise, it's perfectly legal. I'm back. I got pulled over by the guy police leaving in the air, and now they took my pot. Yeah, sorry. Great bit, guys. Let's move on. (laughs) Very handsome ankle monitor they've fitted you with, though. Thank you very much. It's it's not really that fancy. It's just gold leaf. (laughs) Don't eat it. Gold leaf, like a golden army. Like a Hellboy in the Golden Army. Like a Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Which is a movie I swear we watched. (laughs) (laughs) We do have the... uh, the intonation of a kid trying to stall a book report. <laughs> <laughs> Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer paint a fence. It's all, it all reminds me of Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> I think In it would go something like this. <laughs> In conclusion, please enjoy this VHS cassette. Of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Elijah Wood and the Ooh. Adventures of Huck Finn. God, I forgot that existed. Oh, yeah. That Elijah Wood? <laughs> 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 oh, we've got a caller. We've got a ghost because it's spooky Halloween. <laughs> uh, yes, Eldritch Horror. <laughs> Elijah Wood is in that movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, man. Good for him. Yeah, it's JTT and EW. E-dubs, I think, as he was known uh, at the time. Oh, you're right. 
Uh, fucking good for Elijah Wood for a grown up not to be a fucking creepy weirdo. Yeah, how, how about that? Yeah. Didn't he play a creepy weirdo in yes. like Sin City or something? I'm sure he's him? played many. Sure, Sin City. Uh, was he in? No, he wasn't an apt pupil. No, no that's, that's uh, Brad Renfro. Right. Yeah. He wanted the role, I remember. Anyway, yeah, Renfro no. did that and also Bully. Nice. Good work, Renfro. That guy's <laughs> like a nightmare specter for me. Sure. He's also dead. Is he? Yeah, he oh. died a few years ago. Was it the drugs? I think I think so. It was probably I'm the drugs. I'm 100% on that. Oh, Braddy. Him and Jonathan Brandis. He was the other like teenager star who died. I don't know who the hell Jonathan Brandis is. Sidekicks with Chuck Norris? Oh, shit. Fucking he was on Sequest and used to talk to the dolphin? Oh, oh yeah. Get your shit together, assholes. He's the, he was the, I mean, not the titular ladybug, but he was one of the titular ladybugs in Ladybugs. Mm. A movie about a very old man forcing a young boy to dress up in a dress to play soccer against ladies. Let's Sorry, a ghost is trying to commune with me right now. Yes, vengeful spirit? Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Elijah Wood were not in the same... Uh, Huck Finn movie. Oh shit! It's a oh, ghost of crap. corrections past. Man, who they, was it? Spectral Force. Was, okay, so it's a guy. Someone named I think Brad Renfro. Brad oh, Renfro. The no! <laughs> Brad Renfro. Who was he? Was he Tom or was he Huck? And which one of the guys was he in it with? Jonathan Taylor Thomas played Tom in the Tom and Huck movie with Brad Renfro. Fro. And then, <laughs> Don't correct the spirits. They'll haunt you for eternity. It will be your gift and your curse. Um, and Elijah Wood was in a, something called The Adventures of Huck Finn, which I have not seen. Fair enough. Um, All right. All right, I stand corrected. Thank you, Benevolent Spirit, for trying to communicate that information by angrily pointing at your cell phone. <laughs> now someone get my proton pack. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Hellboy 2, the Golden, <laughs> golden Army. <laughs> Made of gold, people. All right, so basically, the, the new elf prince is like, I want the crown for the Golden Army. You can control the Golden Army with the crown. Uh, part of the crown is being sold at a fancy Sotheby's auction. He lets loose a bunch of tooth fairies there with him and his friend, Mr. Wink, who sure. is a big gorilla cow man. With a hookshot hand. Yeah, it's kind of like a short hookshot handed version of the golem that Gandalf has to fight. Uh, the troll? Yeah. The Balrog. The Balrog. He is nothing like the Balrog. Yeah, the Balrog is on fire. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess The Balrog is, is uh, violently misinterpreted in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> because Book Balrog, as we all know, does not have wings and is no bigger than a mortal man. Oh. Wait. Isn't there, isn't there like a big troll at the beginning of that fight that's kind of like this There's guy? There's a cave troll. Yeah, yeah, a cave troll. You're right. Yeah. They have a cave partial troll. credit. Yeah, partial credit. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> thanks, Teach. They they let loose a bunch of tiny little uh, tooth fairies and steal the crown. Then the prince goes to his dad. They live in a rail yard. That's what the elves are reduced to now. Living yeah. in the back of a rail yard. Uh, uh, yeah, because as the you prince... know the setting of every Tom Waits song. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks a lot like the entrance to Shredder's Lair. Yeah, I was sure. surprised I didn't see a bunch of kids skateboarding around and Sam Rockwell going, menthol a regular. Yeah, he's been there for the past 30 years. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. He's got actually. one job, and he's like uh, those soldiers you would hear about in World War II that didn't hear about the armistice. So they just kept fighting <laughs> nice. for 30 years. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the pilots who, like, their plane crash landed on a remote island. Exactly. And they've just been, like, them and, like 
like one American or one Japanese guy have just been like fighting each other for 50 years. They've been like home alone <laughs> trapping the island yeah. for each other. Yeah. Isn't uh, there, there's a movie about that, isn't there? Yeah, there was, I think it was like rumored that there was like a Japanese guy or a couple of guys that were on an island and right. continued to fight for like decades afterwards. I mean, I guess technically John C. Riley's character in Kong Skull Island is that guy. True. Sure. Very true. Uh, he is also Dr. Steve Brule in that movie. <laughs> to the point where his flight jacket says, for your health. And I love it. It's I, great. I love that John C. Riley will not admit that he is Dr. Steve Brule. Correct. <laughs> there is no fiction in the universe of John C. Riley. Nope. There is only truth. Also, John C. Riley collects clown paintings from the 70s. <laughs> that is really uh, unsettling. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. creepy. He loves clown paintings and he has like, the only rules he has are they had to be from like before the se- like before the 80s because the paint changed then they didn't look as nice. They had to be made uh, uh they had to be clowns and they have to be made by people who weren't professional artists <laughs> so it's like outsider art like clown paintings Weird. he's got hundreds of them uh, in his office which is also the guest room of his house oh boy which means if you want to stay the night at John C. Riley's, good luck living in the nightmare factory but if you do stay the night you get his house Oh, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Right? He asked me to stay, but the clowns freaked me out. I should have... Yep. <sighs> exactly. All right. You know what freaked me out is this weird elf truce in Hellboy 2, the Golden <laughs> Army. Oh, yeah. Now the elf truce is reasonable. Yeah, well, the elf truce is broken by the prince when he shows up and kicks the shit out of everybody at Sotheby's and him and Mr. Wink let all, all the tooth fairies who devour everybody there and leave no survivors. Yeah, yeah they just leave a big pile of gooey shit. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Hellboy and his girlfriend, Liz Sherman, uh, as played by Selma Blair of Selma Blair fame, uh, they're having a few... Just Google Selma Blair if you don't know who she is. Yeah, she, you know, she was the star of that very popular television show, Anger Management, starring Charlie Sheen. Oh, I was thinking Blair Witch Project. Oh! Hey, okay. So anyways, <laughs> they're having some relationship issues, but they're working it out, and they go and... Oh, she can light herself on fire and command the element. Yeah, she's... I don't know if we mentioned like that. Like a super awesome version of the Human Torch. Sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go to investigate the Tooth Fairy Massacre, uh, and where they are beset by Tooth Fairies. Yes. The Tooth Fairies are... Fucking terrifying. Yeah, they're like yeah. little insectoid, but also humanoid with just giant sharp tooth mouths. And they make yeah. like a drill sound while they eat you. Right. Like a yeah, it's like a uh, a physicalization of your fear of dentistry. Right. right. And they, they're just like little like flying fairies that eat people's like bones and teeth and stuff. And this they... is part of the, the grander appeal of Hellboy is kind of taking old fairy tales and folklore and giving it kind of like an X-Files bent. Yes. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. taking the idea of the Tooth Fairy and then turning it into this, like, very frightening, weird alien creature. Yeah, they're, like, putting a nice little twist on traditional fairy tale things. Uh, so they uh, they finally fight their way out of the place, uh, out of the, the Tooth Fairies. Uh, Abe Sapien uh, accidentally Who finds out... Who's the fish man? Who's the fish man? Accidentally finds out that Liz is pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Liz sets everything on fire and blows Hellboy out a window. Yep. Uh, Hellboy is very excited to now be seen by the public because all he wants is a little recognition. Yeah. yeah, and at first the public is really into Hellboy. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? He's a handsome devil. Am I right? Yay! 
technically is, is not a devil. We'll get into that. Yeah. All right. We probably won't, because we spent so much time dicking around. Correct. <laughs> From here on out, it's a straight shot to the end. Yeah. Okay. Hellboy lands on a car, he waves at everybody, and then he goes back to BPRD. Tom Manning is very upset, and he's like, hey man, we're going to send a whole new guy over to the place, and he's going to run things now. And he's kind of like a Mysterio guy with goo in his head, but it's not goo, it's really glass, gas, whatever. I've tried. Yeah, he's a, he's a smoke monster. You got monster. really far, though. Yeah, not really. I got to the next scene. Yeah, yeah, where the smoke monster, wearing like the old-timey uh, submariner kind of Yeah, yeah like outfit. a diving bell. Yeah, the old yeah. kind, yeah. Uh, and he he is a uh, uh, Dr. Johan Kraus. Uh, he is played by the voice of of Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy's own Seth MacFarlane, America's uh, favorite son. And <laughs> it couldn't be more obvious it's Seth MacFarlane, um, and it couldn't be more obvious that he was not the original voice. Yes, <laughs> his voice performance matches up only tangentially with the idea of the physical performance <laughs> yeah. that they captured. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, this new guy Kraus has taken things over, and they realize that the prince has the crown piece, and he's going to attempt to raise the golden army. Uh, the reason why, and then uh, no, then we cut to the we skipped the whole part where we went to the king's house and was like, hey king, <laughs> king's house, yeah, the king's yeah. house in the rail yards, yeah, yeah, where it rains weird leaves. Yeah, and he goes in there, and they're like, don't bring your weapons in. He's like, I do what I want. And then his sister's like, <laughs> don't bring your weapons in. And he's like, all right, weird sister, I'm trying to bang. Oh, yeah, it's... Yeah. Because it's a fantasy movie, so of course there's undertones of incest. Oh, there are overtones, my yeah, friend. Yeah, and right in the middle tones. <laughs> like, it's not even a tone. I think it's a tarp they drop over your head. <laughs> it's like that parachute you used to play with at school. We played popcorn in that parachute? No! <laughs> Ooh, now it's all full of incest. Oh, no! Yeah. Now God. it's all wet full of elf jizz. Ooh. You're welcome, world. Ooh, with matching DNA. Yeah, that's right. Uh, don't worry, elf jizz is just... I don't know, it's just it's what they used to fill eclairs <laughs> yeah, no, in the I'm, old country. I'm pretty sure you can buy elf jizz at Alinea. It's like one of the dishes. Sure, it's yeah, freeze-dried, though. Yeah, 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 and, you know, turned into foam in yeah. other issues, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, he kills his dad and takes his part of the crown. Now he's got two pieces of the crown. There's one piece left to get, and it's on his sister's bodice. But she has escaped! Yeah. Right. So now Which the- is a... F- the king had a fucking awful life. He he had two-thirds of a great plan. <laughs> of, like, this crown is the only thing that controls the golden army. I know. I'll split it into some parts, and I'll give a part to the humans and a part to us, so it's mutually assured destruction... No one's going to want to use it. But what if I also put it into three parts and kept two for myself? That's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That does. You could have just split it in half. Yeah. Correct. Or a billion pieces <laughs> so it would never get put back together. <laughs> or just, yeah, break it, melt it. Right? Throw it into space. Yeah. Mm. They could have put it under the space shuttle and shut up, move. They could have frozen <laughs> into a mirror of glass like Superman does in, what is it, three? Yes. They also could have cryogenically frozen it and then waited for a bunch of scientists to find it. And then the scientists bring it up to a space station. We're doing Jason Axe. Jason Ooh, nice. Nice. The oh. crown breaks free and starts killing Dude. campers in a holodeck. Can we get Golden Army spinoff movies? <laughs> <laughs> 
The Golden Army Cinematic Universe. Buddies, we couldn't even get a Hellboy 3. Ooh, Fallon. Let's not push it. So uh, the BPRD team decides that they are going to uh, find the prince and find the missing crown piece uh, since they've been led there by all the things. And they have to find a troll first to get into the troll market. Yep. Yeah. They got to pay, pay the, the troll, troll toll. <laughs> if you want to get into the boy's hole. Ooh, I... I feel the like boy's soul. Boy's soul. I feel like you're saying boy's hole. Boy's soul. Boy's hole. Boy's boy soul. Boy's soul. Boy's soul. You guys what are going. See, you guys are going for laughs. I'm going for gas. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of that entire episode is when he comes out and people start laughing at him, and he turns away from the audience and goes. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> He's so pummed out. People are laughing at him, uh, and as an actor, that hits so deep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Except I have the opposite problem. I come out and I go jokes, and people are like, <gasps> <laughs> "There's just silence." <laughs> Who let that sad, angry man on stage? <laughs> Why won't he shut up about Congo? <laughs> Why does he care so much about buffets? <laughs> Because it's the only place where I can eat a piece of food from every part of the world. And no one will stop me until That's I true. pass out. It is like the Epcot Center of food. That's true. Especially if you go to a good buffet. Sure. Uh, yeah, get your fucking Golden Corral bullshit out of here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. How whoa. dare you, yeah. sir? Hey, ever since they closed the Sizzler... <laughs> Golden Corral's been number one. Yeah, ever since Ponderosa shrank away from the Midwest. And it still hurts. Oh, it does that's still a tough hurt. break, especially because Ponderosa wasn't that good. No, but you got a steak with your buffet. You did get a steak with your buffet. <laughs> that's absolutely true. That's why Golden Corral still rules, because you get a steak with your buffet. Also, the Ponderosa in like where I grew up is the Ponderosa where the DC sniper shot that guy. Ooh, part of American history. Yeah. Hellboy 2! <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they go, they uh, they get these funky little, like, troll scene goggles. Right, because the trolls emanate an aura that makes them just look like regular people. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. A, a glamour, if you will. So they get these, like, 1800s troll scene goggles that are totally steampunk and have several, like, crystal layers that they use to see through. Yeah, yeah. they were made by, like, a mad scientist in the 17th or 18th century. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, they find a troll lady. She's about to go full elf and eat a cat. Because that's how they do. <laughs> yeah, well, they're trolls. but they're scared of canaries. Yeah, very. So for so the for second movie in a row, they just jam a canary in someone's <laughs> face until they do what we want them to. Yeah, I like all this uh, this bird force we have going on. Right, it's real good. Yeah, so they uh, eventually they punch the shit out of the troll lady uh, and Smoke Man. Uh, unlocks the door to the troll market yeah, with his smoke body? He, yeah, is a smoke a, body. He, he is essentially a ghost that is able to manifest as smoke. And he explained earlier that he has the ability to, like, inhabit inanimate objects. So he's like a poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, smoky poltergeist, uh, which, by the uh, way... Smoky geist. <laughs> smoky geist. That's my uh, jazz stage name. Thank I was going to say, that's my uh, CB radio handle. <laughs> hey, smoky geist. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber ducky, the smoky guest. We, oh, got, we a got a convoy. We got a rough patch coming up. <laughs> Slow your roll and get your brakes ready. We got some mud flaps. <laughs> 
so they uh, they get to the troll market, and this this scene is like the uh, this is the Guillermo del Toro's Star Wars cantina scene. Correct. Uh, it's just full of you know like goofy like fairy tale creatures and lots of cost and a lot of pr- almost all the effects in this movie are practical when they can be. Right. right. This is that that middle ground between you know CGI was used in the way that pyrotechnics were used in eighties action movies, where it's like only when it's necessary or really fucking cool. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's either just enough to be in the background element or fucking enormous set pieces. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they kind of wander around the uh, the troll market and uh, they got uh, there's like a, a like a big cat monster man who's shaving a cone head with a baby growing out of his belly. Yep. It's a tumor. That's true. The baby does make sure. It's not a tumor. No, the baby points out that it is it's in a tumor. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I gotta call Arnold. I've got some bad news. <laughs> oh, Junior was a prophecy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they kind of wander around. They're trying to find this prince guy. Meanwhile, Abe Sapien finds the prince says uh, he is stricken with love at first sight yep. and creepily follows her throughout the troll market. Professionally followed her yeah. as part of his duty because she has the royal seal on her wrist. Right. right. And he has recognized that as like, oh, like uh, the boxes of tooth fairies have that same seal. Right. Yeah. So he's putting a mystery together and you're busting him down, Sarge. Yeah. He gets results. <laughs> Or almost killed by Mr. Wink. True, but not before he meets an elf with a city growing out of his head. Yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah, Townhead McGee. I want to have a city on my head. Don't we all? I, but what's great is it's clear that that's just like elves grow wooden hair, so it's basically just a rad haircut. Yeah, that he's got. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's when while in the eighties, like we had our weird haircuts, like flock of seagulls and sure. Kajagoogoo. Liberty spikes. Yeah, the the elves went a completely different way and just started growing like antlers and buildings. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, the elves have defeated us uh, in the creative arts. True. We didn't get into sweet gothic architecture for our hairdos. Ugh. What and I would have known. I make it my business to know that kind of thing. Gothic architecture hairdos. <laughs> right? Fair. That is the kind of information that comes to me. I long for the day when they make a moose strong enough to keep a cathedral on your noggin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew a kid in high school that had 12-inch Liberty Spikes, and he swore by using gelatin. Gelatin? Yep. As in, like, jello? As in jello. <laughs> Yeah. Did his hair like jiggle like Santa Claus? I don't feel comfortable answering that question. <laughs> That's not really my place to say. Yeah, yeah. Johnny saying ever walked up to somebody and just jiggled the hair a little bit? Yeah, just give it a couple of taps, see if Look, it shakes. It was the early two thousands, so we didn't know that that was bad yet. <laughs> right? Yeah, you could totally get away with it back then. Those were the Bush days. Oh, Anything went. Boy. That war criminal. <laughs> that unprosecuted war criminal. Right? But don't worry, he's friends with Michelle Obama now. Everything's yeah, okay. They're totally cool. Yeah, I guess we're all just forgetting how he uh, bullied people into voting yes on Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What a cool resistance guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Enjoy those pictures of his feet. I will. They are terrible. <laughs> He's taking classes at the community college, John. <laughs> He's down at the learning annex every Tuesday. Right. 
Next week is watercolors. Oh, no. <laughs> Put down some newspapers. It's going to get messy. <laughs> oh. Especially when he starts pouring them down other people's throats. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so... Hellboy 2. Golden so, Army. So, uh, Abe Sapien follows uh, the princess, Princess Nuala, uh, into Castlehead's shop. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> you can't go in there to, as Abe Sapien walks into, you know, the other open part of the business. Yeah. He's like, I'm just browsing. Then Mr. Wink shows up and he starts to try and punch Abe Sapien. But Abe's too fast and too agile for him. Uh, but then he has to fight against Hellboy. And there's a big old fight. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Hellboy has uh, like an arm of stone, the Doom Fist. Yes. Uh, and Mr. Wink has that like metal hookshot fist. So it is rock versus steel. And weirdly, rock wins. Uh, rock wanted it more. What can I say? I mean, it's fair. He I, had heart. I think rock, 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 is... rock. I just want to ask you after that, after that fight, rock. Uh, what do you, what do you think you did right in that fight? How do you, what do you think? How do you think it went? People's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Can you smell what? To tell your boss to shut up. <laughs> there he is. Rock 316. The most wow. electrifying man in sports entertainment. God damn John. I think he's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ask me about the Golden Lovers and I am an encyclopedia, my friend. I just love how much you do know about Japanese wrestling. <laughs> In comparison. I was trying to set you up for a great bit where you were like the rock hand, like talking about how you won the fight. And you're like, I gave 110%. Chief, you get to throw out all sorts of sports cliches. And you went right past it. And you went, I'm Dwayne Johnson now? It's eyebrow. Yep. Float like an eyebrow, sting like an elbow. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Hellboy punches the shit out of Mr. Wink, breaks his hand open, and then uh, gets him sucked into two roly spike things? Yeah, it's the big grinding machine. We have no idea what it's supposed to be doing. All I know is that it's a grinding machine that goes into a lava waterfall. (laughs) Look, that's just the troll way. Oh, sure. It's also all my fake doors in Minecraft. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. you're horrible, and I will not play on your map anymore. Damn it. No one it's will. full of traps. <laughs> and lots of lava. It's cool. <laughs> and I can't even loot your body because you burned all your stuff. Just give me the goddamn recipe for redstone. That's no. all. God damn it. <laughs> That's all I need. What is redstone? No. Uh, it's what you use to make, like, switches and levers. It's also what you use to make Game Boys in Minecraft to play other games that aren't Minecraft in Minecraft. Also correct. What? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with this world? <laughs> I gotta spend years building a video game system inside another video game just so I can play, like, fucking Wario or whatever? Yeah, yeah it's well, the promise of late 90s VR. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it is technically better than just punching trees for 36 hours. This is That's the worst. True. This is the worst day of my life. Learning this information. <laughs> I want you to know that the worst day of my life. Uh. Someone else talk. <laughs> I'm done now. Well, once Mr. Wink gets killed, what do we do then? I think we go back we to go BPRD, back to BPRD again. BPRD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then because uh, they have rescued the princess, right? So they're bringing her back to a safe location. So this is where we get the part where Fishman and the princess start like oh, making uh, googly eyes. Yes, but we're skipping over the last of the forest gods. Oh, oh, that's right. The forest god. So yeah, uh, Prince Nuwada 
throws a magic bean at Hellboy. Every time you remember someone's name, I feel personally attacked. Yeah, and the magic bean looks like a big old piece of edamame. Sure. And it bounces around a little bit. There's a goofy little thing. He tries to catch it, but he can't. Then it falls in the sewer and turns into a giant eldritch plant monster with a glowing brain. Yeah, Yeah. and the prince says that it is the last of the forest gods. When it is dead, we shall not see its kind on this earth again. Uh, That doesn't stop Hellboy from getting his gun that he's called Big Baby. Yep. It's like if a six-shooter and each shot was a shotgun. Not a shotgun shell, but a full-on double barreled shotgun. Correct. True. Yeah. yeah. It's rad as hell. Yeah, it shoots I think uh, 400 caliber bullets. Right. What's annoying is Klaus is yelling about Hellboys, this is a direct order. Shoot it in the head. Oh, you mean it's bright glowing boss level weak spot? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hellboy will go and do that anyway. Uh, meanwhile, Hellboy is trying to escape from this giant plant monster with a baby in his hand that he saved. Yep, making it the second movie in a row where the hero has to have an action sequence with a baby. That's right. Oh, that's important. Children are our future. I am deeply let down that Hellboy doesn't do a uh, nighttime rap for the baby. Definitely. Well, I mean, Ron Perlman's a lot of things, but he ain't Chow Yun-Fat. That's true. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, So Hellboy uh, manages to get on top of a hotel sign, uh, takes aim, blasts a couple holes into the giant plant monster. The plant monster, like, struggles back into, like, a building and immediately begins rooting itself yep. to it, which is super cool, uh, but then starts ripping away the front of the building to attack. And then, yeah, Prince Nuada's like, he has his, like I, I double Vader dare moment. you to kill it. Yeah, well, he's like, you know, you have a choice. You can either side with the humans and kill this god, or you can side with me and I'll make you a king or something. I don't know. What do you want, buddy? He hasn't really thought through what he's gonna do with the Earth once he rules it. He just knows he wants it. Yeah. Yeah. So Hellboy shoots the giant monster right in its face. Yeah. And it goos up good. Yeah, it spills uh, brain plant goo all over the place that immediately, whenever it bleeds and the blood hits wherever, it immediately begins turning into like moss and lichen and flowers and stuff. Yeah. And it turns into this giant super flower in the middle of the in the middle of Brooklyn that I'm sure fucking hipsters are gonna like turn into like a, a rooftop garden and like... Oh no, oh, immediately yeah. they're gonna start selling some of the moss as like some artisanal cure-all tea bullshit. Oh yeah. Lots of Etsy stores are going to be selling those flowers. Oh, and the bastards are going to make shitloads of kombucha. Sure. <laughs> They're going to put a Lululemon right at the base oh, of it. Of course, and it's going to be the cool one to go to. Uh. Well, because the, all, the, all the, the yoga pants are going to be made from the lichen and the moss. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All organic, 100%. Uh, So yeah, they go back to the BPRD. Uh, Abe and uh, Princess Nuala have like this little like poetry talk. Yeah, Yeah, she's reading Yates Tennyson. Tennyson. Yeah, Yeah. and they're they're uh, they're doing a little like flirty back and forth, and and they touch hands, and she's like, "Oh yeah, your name's Abraham Sapien." Wow, and he's like, "Ooh, I I learned a little about you too." And they start making goo goo yeah, eyes. They can like uh, do some psychic stuff with their hands. Yeah, and yeah, Abe, Abe puts in like fancy like not, uh, vanity contacts, yep. right. so she can see his eyes because he wants to really make sure that when he winks. You don't miss it from, you know, his five-inch eyes. I know, right? They're huge. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyways, they, they're they about to make out, but then they don't, I guess. I don't know what happens. Uh, she, he gets 
she has to leave because she's worried that the twin brother is going to use his psychic link to like find where she is. Oh, right, because they have that weird twin thing where no matter where they are, yeah. they can like feel each other. And like if one gets hurt, the other gets hurt in the exact same way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, she tries to go to sleep. Uh, Abe Sapien like goes to his other room. Uh, Hellboy and Liz kind of like, they don't break up, but she's like, I'm leaving for a few days. This is a bit much for me. And he's yeah. like, no. And then he has a confrontation with Johan Kraus yep. in the locker room. Where he accidentally thinks he killed him, only to get the shit beat out of him by a spectral horror. Yeah, well, he punches the shit out of his Mysterio helmet. All the goo fart comes out. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it takes over the lockers? Yeah. Yeah, it takes over Again, the lockers. like a poltergeist. Yeah. Just beats Did the you hell not out of play Hellboy. the Sega Genesis game Poltergeist? No, I saw the movie Poltergeist. With Craig T. Nelson. That's a great movie. The video game I highly recommend. It is incredibly... It, like, I, I never see it brought up, but it's one of the hidden best Genesis games where you play as... A shitty teenager who dies and becomes a poltergeist, and the family that moves into the house that you died in, your goal is to scare them out of the house oh. by like so it's Beetlejuice. Basically, yeah, you're like possessing different like pieces of furniture, and like you know that specific family members are scared of specific things, so you have to like it's like The Sims where they have like routines that they go through, so you know when uh, they're going to be places. That sounds awesome, it's, actually. That does sound pretty rad. Cool. And if you run out of ectoplasm, you have to go to hell and fight your way out of it. Oh, cool. Okay, that does sound pretty cool. awesome. Such a good game. Can I be Craig T. Nelson, though? In your heart, always. Fuck yes. Right? Oh, in my heart, I'm Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> ah, your mom was a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Uh, yeah, Hellboy and Liz. Uh, Hellboy is very upset, and he gets uh, super drunk on Tecate, which is the official beer of the Hellboy universe. Yeah, Look, it's a nice. Mexican beer. It's a Mexican director. It works. Uh, yeah. I, I thought he was Spanish. Uh, he's Mexican. Oh, yeah, right yeah. on. Good uh, for him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Their economy is doing very well, apparently. And Spain was a shithole for years. That's true. true. He made a whole movie about how it was brutally tearing itself apart in a fascist civil war. Yeah. Thanks, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, he's getting shit-faced on Takate after getting beat up and having a locker smashed over his face by yeah. ghost farts. And then he uh, begins to hear the soft... Uh, lovely strains tone. of yeah. Barry Manilow somewhere in the compound and uh, he comes across like a moth to flame he is drawn <laughs> to the sweet sound I mean that's Barry Manilow's whole career right yeah I mean every time I sing Copacabana like immediately like it's I have a gravitational orbit yeah people are just drawn to me man yep absolutely if you sang Copacabana right now, I'd be drawn. Her name was Lola. I mean, I'd rather Ooh, you did. She was a showgirl. <laughs> Wasn't she a showgirl? Yeah, she was. I got confused because I was, in my brain, I was thinking of the Star Wars Cantina song. Sure. Which was, her name was Leia. She was a princess. Ah, nice. Uh, but yeah, the, that's from my years of listening to Dr. Demento. Oh, Correct. good, good. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, they uh, they have a nice little drunken sing-along to some Barry Manilow and commiserate over their respective love lives. Uh, then the alarm goes off. What Hellboy is explaining in one of the best scenes in the movie, they go back to Hellboy's room to get more beer. Yes. Uh, and they see that Liz is asleep and he's trying to explain to Abe like what it's like to be in a relationship. And he's like, see if a woman's mad at you but she's mad at you for something else, you can't ask her because then she's going to get mad that you didn't already know. 
which is the perfect drunk bro love advice. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like it doesn't track and it's counterproductive, <laughs> but it kind of it seems to make sense in that drunken haze. But you know, there's a bunch of guys who are wearing socks and sandals at the same time who have given that advice. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Over exactly. a, over a keg of bush light <laughs> at a frat party. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, then you know they accidentally wake up Liz by I think they spill beer on her because <laughs> yeah. they're super hammered. Uh, uh, Abe is about to tell Hellboy that Liz is pregnant yeah, he's when the alarm the beans, goes yeah. off. She's yes. like, no, and then the alarm goes off. Because meanwhile, Prince Nuwada has found Prince Nuwala. Uh, and Princess he found, Nuwala. Yeah, Princess Nuwala. And he found the map she stole to the Golden Army, which they thought was like a tube with just an empty piece of paper inside yeah, of it. Yeah, so she throws both the tube and the paper in the fire to destroy it. But yeah. he just grabs the tube and he's like, ah, dummy, it's just supposed to burn the map onto some, that piece of paper. Yeah, he like rolls it out on a table and it burns an etch of the map on the table. Yeah, and he's just such a fucking cool idea. Yeah, and then yeah, he's po- a good one. He points at the silly moon face and he goes, That's where the army is. Right? Based on some information, I guess. Yeah, he's just like, it, it, It's at the Jack in the Box mascot's head. Sure. Yeah. That's where my golden armies are. Oh yeah. no, secrets out. So he tries to find the missing piece that she's hid in a book, and he's getting close. He's like, Ooh, blue, that's you always look so hot and blue. And it's like, Gross, Weird. dude. And uh, oh, blue poetry! You like poetry? Uh, and he's about to find it, but then the alarm goes off. The whole big thing, and then Hellboy drunkenly shows up to fight the prince. God, it's so good! And then he drunkenly fights the prince. Yep. Uh, it's a really great fight scene, but Prince gets the upper hand and stabs him right in the abdomen with a spear of destiny. Yep. Yeah. And, and then, then breaks off the tip. And it just, like, suctions his way up uh, close to his heart. Uh, he takes Nuala and he's like, if you're going to give me, you find the piece and you bring it to me and then I'll save his life. And then they disappear. Yep. Uh, so they bring Hellboy to the uh, infirmary and Abe says that we can't take it out because every time I touch it, it goes deeper in. It's right. like it knows that we want to remove it and is fighting against us. Yeah. Right. Uh, and... Uh, Dr. Tom Manning uh, tells them that they're not allowed to it. go to... Every time you do that, I have to do the mental gymnastics of remembering right? like, that's Jeffrey Tambor. Who is Tom Manning? Fine, fine. You mean Peyton Manning, the footballer? No, worse, Eli Manning. Oh, Ooh, no. The worst Manning. I'd take two Archies over Eli. <laughs> sure, I'd take a Cooper over Eli. Oof. Man. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, he's like, you can't go. We're just going to let him die. Sorry. We don't yeah, want Yeah, we the got guy. word from Washington that we're not, we're supposed to stay put. We don't want to give him the piece of the crown so he can raise the Golden Army, even though they could just nuke the Golden Army. Oh, yeah, no. It turns out the Golden Army probably not going to make it against conventional weapons. Nope. Anyways, uh, they conspire with Johann Krauss to get uh, on the BPRD plane and steal it, and they fly to Scotland. Yeah. Ireland. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. County Antrim. Very specifically Northern Ireland. Yes. I'm guessing because there's a UK tax break if they shoot there. Yeah, probably. Well, I gotta mention it as a separate country specifically. It's because Southern Ireland's all Catholic, so they exercise the elves to another part. Oh, that's right. You fucking deal with it, Protestants. Yeah, right? You guys don't even have this ritual anymore. <laughs> Go ahead and drink your powers. We're fine with our Jameson down here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they fly to, to Ireland and uh, Northern Ireland. They wake up a giant rock giant? Yeah, he's like a big rock right. doorway. Well, they, they meet the goblin who had created the Golden Army and they trade him something shiny to let them into where the Golden Army is. The he, something shiny being the broken spear tip in his chest. Correct. 
Right. Uh, so yeah, he wakes up. Uh, there's this big rock formation that just looks like a bunch of dumb rocks. But then, oh no, it's a rock giant, and he's got a hole in his belly. Yeah, and, that's and how you get only, to the Golden Army. Yes, yeah, only pizza rolls can fill this empty hole. Mm. <laughs> well, pizza rolls and Hellboys. True. So they, uh, the Hellboy. Where's that brand of fucking <laughs> advertisement? Hell rolls. Yeah. Microwave for a minute and thirty. <laughs> A minute 66, obviously, dude, oh. if it's Hellboy. Because it's not quite evil. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> it's still done in under two minutes, though, and I think that's the important thing. I mean, you're yeah, not wrong. That's very good. Hang on. I just did the math. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's not true, is it? It's three minutes and six seconds. Why wouldn't you just say that on the packaging? You know what? I'm off this deal. Wait. <laughs> You said a minute 66, right? Yeah. That's two minutes and six seconds. <laughs> Look, I'm out of here. I don't need this. This whole thing stinks. Oh, jeez. I'm going to stick with Red Baron. I'm being like Orson Welles in that pee commercial. I'm out of here. Hey, yeah, great Orson Welles impression. <laughs> it's me, Orson Welles. I did a Citizen Kane. Watch out for my touch of evil. Uh, hey, uh... How do you feel about these uh these peas? <laughs> They're pretty fucking tasty, am I right? I'm Orson Welles. <laughs> Pound these bottles of wine. You know, a lot of time. I can see why uh, George Lucas didn't cast him as Darth Vader. That just would have gone in a real goofy direction. Oh. Hey, how you doing? I'm the Omnicron. I'm Orson Welles. <laughs> this is my last movie. Transformers the movie. Right after I talk, they're gonna play Dare to Be Stupid. Nice. That's right. That movie not only has Dare to be Stupid, but you've got the power. That is a no, no. You got the touch. That's right. You got the touch. You got the power. Great soundtrack. To the a Immortal very Stan Bush. Yeah. He also did the Kumite song from Bloodsport. Yep. Nice. Fight to survive. You gotta fight to survive. Basically, you got the touch. Kumite. Yeah, but it's like it's like half the tempo. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, Stan Bush only goes two tempos, <laughs> 90 BPM or 150. <laughs> okay, so uh, they... Uh, they find the angel of death inside of this big stone giant. Which, real quick, I just want to point out that all the creature designs in this movie are fantastic. And that's like a, Classic a hallmark. Del Toro. Yeah, a hallmark yeah. of Del Toro's work. Uh, I lo- especially love the angel of death with its big creepy like gray wings that have eyes and eyeballs in it. Yeah. yeah, they're almost like peacock feathers, but where the like color colorful swirl would be is a eyeball. Yes. Eyeballs, it's yeah. got like a big like like wall for a face. Yeah. It's got Elaine Bennis hair for a face. <laughs> uh, and like big like creepy teeth. Uh, and yeah, big long fingers. Like Guillermo del Toro loves him some long probing fingers. Sure. And he likes to make a lot of foley with them too. They, yeah. There's lots of clicking and clacking. Yeah. Mm. It's like a, it's like if you closed your eyes you'd think somebody was suiting up for a raid correct but it's not it's just creepy bones yep <laughs> uh, so anyways they uh, they basically make a bargain with the angel yeah. of death angel of death says that you know I can revive him but be aware that he is destined to destroy the world not today but soon enough and Liz is like meh I'm good yeah. cause I mean here's the thing they fight apocalyptic prophecies literally for their day job yeah so like 
It's like if someone tried to spook me with saying, like, all right, you know, I'll revive the love of your life, but be forewarned, you'll have to fill out a Google spreadsheet. <laughs> also, like, oh, fuck no! that. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, but, like, so what? If he lives, is he going to destroy the world before climate change does? Probably we not. We got 12 good years left, right? Patrick. Yeah. Live it up, kids. <laughs> I am never wearing sunscreen again. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I just started eating more red meat just because. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. You gotta. Well, because uh, the thing that fucking drives me up the wall is that everyone always puts the burden of environmentalism on the individuals who have the least amount of impact. Sure. Meanwhile, literally 100 companies comprise 71% of all greenhouse gas emissions, and they're like, you guys should really use better light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, GM. Stop literally poisoning the oxygen. <laughs> oh, you guys don't recycle enough, and that's going to lead to fucking bad things. Yeah, stop dumping lead in Flint's yeah, right. water supply. <laughs> Assholes. Like, yeah. what the shit, dudes? <laughs> uh, so they, they anyway I'm sorry the spirit of Mark Marin is just taking over <laughs> sure I get it we've I got a it. cat in this podcast mm-hmm. apartment Boomer lives uh, so the the angel of death pulls the little shiny spear tip out of Hellboy's heart gives it to the little goblin man and then is like see you soon yep uh, yeah because no, uh, yeah, the angel of death will meet Hellboy at the crossroads. And right. this chapter of the story has ended, and on we go. <laughs> yeah, Hell, uh, uh, Hellboy is revived when Liz is like, you gotta wake up, you're gonna be a father, I'm pregnant, and he's just like, oh shit, alright. I'm gonna be a daddy. Let's go fight some elves. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so they go uh, to the elf, uh, up the giant staircase to the elf's throne room, which is just a bunch of gears. Yep. Mostly. A lot of gears. There's a yeah. lot of gears. And I... Uh, Abe, they threaten to kill the princess unless they give them the part of the crown that they're missing. And they're uh, like, we didn't bring the crown, And Abe was like, no, I got it right here. I Like, you would do this for Liz, I'm doing this for princess. Right. And he throws it right to him. Yep. Thanks, fish man. puts on the crown and wakes up that golden army. 70 by 70 soldiers. And there's a really fucking cool fight where Hellboy and all the other goons are just fucking taking out golden armies left and right. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hellboy is, like, punching the shit out of these giant things. He's got his big guns shooting him in the face. Uh, they seem to be doing okay. Yeah, yeah uh, no, the, point. Uh, Smokerson yeah. takes over one of them and he's inhabiting it and now he's killing people as a gold army and guy. And he throws Hellboy the arm of one of the other golden army guys that he can just use as a big fucking like hammer slash sword. Yeah, right? a big baseball bat and he's yeah. just clobbering dudes. So yeah, it's going super well and then they, they take a quick breather but all of the uh, golden army soldiers are able to reassemble themselves. Oh, right, like the, the man worst they have boss done. fight ever. Exactly, because you think you're doing damage <laughs> and then it's like you get them down to critical health and they're like haha you didn't solve the puzzle of this boss fight so it revives back Ugh. oh man I hate the ones where you like defeat the boss and it's just like oh you killed me but wait and then it like mutates into another monster uh, sure. and then it's like monster? yeah with like more health yep. and yeah. you can't save and you're out of potion and shit like that the there's, worst. there's a great version of that I can't remember what video game it was Final Fantasy well, I mean, yes, That's that is good. That was like the er one. example yeah. of that happening. But there was uh, Mega Man. Sure, I think they did that in Resident Evil Four, maybe. Yeah, they do that a couple of times yeah. in Resident. In like now, I have my true form. But there's Metal one... Gear Solid. 
Nope. Doesn't Ganon do it in one of, in several of the Zeldas? Yeah, you usually fight him in Ganondorf form, and then he like turns in Ocarina of Time. I think is Mario what Kart. Specifically talking. Yeah, about. I think I am. Mario Kart has some of the hardest boss fights you will <laughs> ever face. True. Because the only true boss is yourself. What? Whoa. Right. I have to. I have to race Nega Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's what Mirror Mode is, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. It's real hard because yeah. you know all the tricks. Yeah. yeah, just like Scott Pilgrim, I'm pretty sure Nega Mark and I would get along pretty well. That is fucking a genius subversion in that movie. I laughed so hard oh, yeah. seeing that in theaters where you think it's going to be... you Because what it's this great in uh, Hot Fuzz, that movie had too many endings. Right. And so you're like, this was the movie he did right after Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright. And you're like, oh shit, did he not learn his lesson? Is this movie going to have nine fucking endings? Nope. Like, we did act three already, bro. We're out. But no, they're just like, he's a really cool guy. We're going to get tea later. We're going to get brunch <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, so he uh, he starts fighting the Golden Army. They start coming back to life. And he's like, you can't win. And he's like, I got an idea. And one of the things with the Golden Army is you can challenge the crown holder for command of the Golden Army. So Hellboy's like, I challenge you to command the Golden Army. And they're like, yeah. you can't do that. You're not royal blood. But he is. He is the son of a royal demon. Yep. And a so, fallen one. Yep. And so now they got to fight. It's Prince Nuwada and Hellboy, part two, right. the yeah. rematch. This time, he's sober. Yeah, right. Sobriety abounds. <laughs> and yeah, they have a real cool fight where they're flipping and flopping around all these uh, intricate clockwork gears. Yeah, spears and swords and big stone fists. And they're like, uh, Hellboy has discovered ways to like ride the gears in very like non-Euclidean ways to like get the jump on him. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm not sure how the gears work. They're kind of like MC Escher gears. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, like no. you spin around on one side of the room and then you just come out of the bottom on the other side of the room. Buddy, it's hard to rock a rhyme, but to rock a rhyme that's right on time with those spinning gears, that shit's tricky. Tricky. Tricky, it's tricky, tricky. Yeah. I met this little girly. <laughs> oh, Her hair was kind of curly. All right. Uh, I love that the their version of the Ghostbusters theme song from Ghostbusters 2 oh, it's is so good. It's just tricky it's part so two. Good. I love it. Something strange is going on. Oh, something's, something's going wrong. wrong. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. It's so much better than the shitty... Uh, Oh, what's his name? The shitty uh, Bobby Brown rap in oh, his because his so the song is great. The song is great. I guess we're gonna have to take control. Yeah, but then like two thirds of the way, it's too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You call the Ghostbusters <laughs> in control. Oh boy, yeah. it's so fucking dumb. It's uh. real bad. Uh. It's like he scribbled it on a cocktail napkin and was like, "Pay me my money." <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of them proton packs. We already told you they're not a toy. <laughs> this is an unlicensed nuclear device, Bobby Brown. But my kid really wants one. Bobby Brown, you are well known for being an addicted to crack, okay? Yeah. I'm not giving you yeah. a nuclear laser gun that kills ghosts. Noted abuser, Bobby Brown. <laughs> True. Uh, so... They uh, for they had the big fight. Uh, eventually, Hellboy gets the upper hand. He steals the prince's spear, and he's got him dead to rights. He's made a promise to Abe, though, that he is not going to kill the prince because that would also kill the princess. Right. But the prince is like, you better kill me because if you don't, I'm going to keep coming and coming. I can't stop. I have no choice. I can't stop. Won't stop. Not going to stop stopping. So the princess kills herself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, then the prince, Hellboy, like, picks up the prince, and they have this, like, kind of weird, uh, this very kind of affecting heart-to-heart where the prince is like, you know, the humans don't understand you, they'll tire of you, and then when they do, they'll turn on you. Uh, you know, you could have had it so much better with us. Exactly. They'll wipe you out. The world will be poorer for your absence, but the humans will not miss you. Which uh, turned out to be pretty prophetic because we stopped making Hellboy movies yeah, after this really one for a while. Well, for at least yeah. ten years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, the world was much poorer for it. True, <laughs> but now we're getting a new one, and that's okay. I know, but it's not Ron Perlman. I know, what? but if, but if it was going to be anybody else, it's having a, it be David Harbour is pretty great. I was going to say it's the schlubby sheriff from Stranger Things, who is not so schlubby anymore. He got ripped for sure. Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> Not J.K. Simmons unnecessarily ripped for Justice League. <laughs> no, that was just for him. Because they, they asked him, like, oh, do you have, like, a big action scene? He's like, no, all my scenes are just talking to Batman. I just did that to see if I could. Nice. I just wanted to get yoked for funsies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had all that fitness cash for signing on to a superhero movie. Yeah. Well, he wanted to make, he wanted to make sure that the next time he did one of those Eminem commercials, the yellow Eminem <laughs> just sounded fucking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> that red Eminem's not going to shove man. him around anymore. That's so wild that for a while there was John Lovitz, there was J.K. Simmons now what it's like Billy West and J.K. Uh, Simmons oh J.K. is still J.K. Simmons is still the yellow M&M wow for some reason I thought they had dropped him and got someone cheaper. no I don't think so I know they dropped John Lovitz after right. the first one and then replaced him with Billy West right uh, which in my opinion an improvement it is yeah. no John Lovitz is only good if he's within three feet of Phil Hartman correct that's mostly true. Yeah. That's mostly true. So, uh, yeah, so the princess kills herself. The prince dies. Then they turn into, like... Uh, we're still not sure. I think they turn into, like... Wo- not, like it's petrified not, it's not wood. wood. Yeah. It's like, like a stone, stone wood. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's like shitty stone because the prince falls to his knees and shatters completely. Yeah, there's a lot of dust, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like sandstone kind of thing. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as the princess is dying, she tells Abe, you know, take my hand and I'll, you know, express all the love that I have for you. But we were all thinking, oh shit, he's going to find out what it feels like to die. That's right? terrifying. Right? Yeah. yeah. But he will no longer fear it. And as we all know, fear is the mind killer. True. There will only be Sabian left. Thanks, Frank Herbert. <laughs> no problem! It's me, Frank Herbs! <laughs> Herbs. I'm on the right about some space spice! Look out for them worms! <laughs> yeah, my name is actually a killing word! <laughs> Frank Herbert! <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> I love that because in the book, like they mentioned, like the like there's like the guns that kill with like sound or whatever, like his name. But in the movie, he's literally just like yelling his name yeah. at people. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mordine. <laughs> yeah, the movie takes a very liberal interpretation of the source material. Yeah, you'll notice the book doesn't have a creepy, gross brain monster <laughs> <laughs> or a weird child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, Davy Lynch. <laughs> yeah, little Davy Lynch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's... I would pay so much money for someone to produce David Lynch babies. Could you? Oh. I would... Not David Lynch having children. No, no, no. Puppet babies, but they're all younger version of David Lynch characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of characters, okay. Not just yeah. little David Lynch's. See, I was. No, weird. David Lynch is going to be like Nanny, where you just see him from the <laughs> knees down. <laughs> nice. I like it. Formula, fuck that. <laughs> Breast milk, blue ribbon. 
Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant you were going for more of like a like a like a Bobby's World or a Life with Louis. Oh God, about, no. What's about a young David Lynch and it's his parents? No, yeah. Jesus Christ, no. Bobby's World is just that with Howie Mandel and his terrifying to the bone. I, that, that show, I remember watching it, it was so weirdly abstract. Yeah. Like, they, you'd be in a house, but then all of a sudden you'd be in the middle of, like, lost, uh, unmoored in the multiverse. It's just, like, <laughs> fucking shapes and shit flying all over the place. Right? Because Bobby, like Doug from Doug, would just get taken over by his imagination. Right. And have these right. very... Like palpable delusions, right? Right. Just like, like Doug, Doug would become Quail Man or a member of the Beats, or like someone would say something like, "Hey, Doug, look out for that railing. You don't want to get in a pickle." And he'd be like, "I wonder what it would be like if I was a pickle." <laughs> right. I'll have this very. Hey, Skeeter, look at me. I'm pickled Doug. <laughs> oh no. This is all a, a veiled excuse not to go to therapy because your fan base still doesn't understand that you're the villain of the show. <laughs> I put banana pudding on a pizza! Isn't that crazy, Skeeter? I'm pickled up! Oh, no! <laughs> uh, so, I was... Uh, I'm, Caitlin and I are rewatching Legion, and it is am- it is amazing how little daylight there is between Legion and Doug Funny. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like David is basically just Doug if he had telepathy, right? And like to the point that like there is like in Legion, like there are scenes where like all of a sudden he's hallucinating, and there's like musical numbers, yeah. and then Doug, it's the same thing. Yeah, you're hallucinating, and all of a sudden it's banging on a trash can. Yeah, you're literally in a Talking Heads music video. Yeah. <laughs> Which no kid fuck. I had no idea why he was wearing that weird suit as a kid. <laughs> I did. You? I did because I grew up watching old SNL reruns, oh, and I vividly sure. remember this like mid '80s SNL sketch of a guy dressed as David Byrne with like the big supersized suit, yeah. and he was doing like a once in a lifetime thing. But all he was saying was like, "You might be asking yourself why such a big suit," <laughs> and that's all I remember from it. Nice. But I, because of that, I knew what it was. Hey, weird fun fact: uh, that is also the only thing that Lauren uh, Michael Lauren uh, Lauren Michaels. There we go. We there got there. Is. It's the only thing he remembers from the '80s as well. <laughs> <laughs> That joke would have played funnier if I didn't forget his name. Sure. <laughs> McLaurin. Lor Laurie Michelson. Laurie Laurie McLaurie McMurray. SNL McLaurin pants. Ah, uh, there it is. There, there he is. We got it. Is. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the end. Hellboy. Oh, that's not the end. Well, you know the end. Yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, because then they all quit being Hellboy. That's what I was getting towards. Yeah, and yes. Mark, if you would remember the actual ending, is they all give their belts back to fucking <laughs> yeah. the government issued belts, and then yep. they all drop their pants as they. <laughs> try to walk out of Ireland. And then uh, Hellboy gets his gun back and he says, I'll need this. Again, Mark, you'd remember this if you had seen the end of the movie. Yeah, it's true. And then he's all like, I'm gonna go live in the country with fresh air and it'll be great for the baby. And then... uh... And she says, babies, there's two, and it's got a John Hughes 1980s freeze frame. Yeah. Where... (laughs) 
he's a terrified man. He tries. He, you can tell he's like trying to smile to be like, "Ooh, two babies!" But really, the feeling he's having is, "Oh, god damn it, not two babies!" Right? Yeah. No. no, he's gonna have to moonlight as a valet to pay for that crap. Yeah, he just quit his government job. <laughs> right. He's in a lot of financial right. trouble. That guy had a thing you can't get fired from. <laughs> yeah, and he lived at his job. Legitimately lived inside his job. Correct. He has no place to live. He has no real marketable skills besides occult murder. Yeah. And, like, the government is taking over the remnants of the Golden Army, so he didn't even have that to sell. Well, you to know? be fair, they did melt the crowns. The Golden Army is now useless forever. Right, yeah, but, but you could have access solid to gold. gold. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> For money. Yeah, it's not... I mean, nobody was ever supposed to make soldiers out of it. <laughs> Idiot elves. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that is the end of Hellboy. It ends with once more the strains of uh, Barry Manilow's Can't Smile Without You. Fantastic song. Uh, and then it goes to credits, and that's when Netflix tried to tell us to watch some anime. Correct. <laughs> and we refused. Yeah. I mean, not not too heavily. Well, no, we just said because we had to do the podcast. Exactly. I mean, I refused. Just, that's fine. Whoa. Wholeheartedly. Whoa. Yeah, the only anime you watch is uh, Akira, because sometimes there's boobs. I mean, um, that's the way There's stuff that's not boobs? Oh, right, yeah, you, you wouldn't know this. You gotta type in different search criteria in the oh, internet to find anime gotcha. that's not boobs. Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to watch all your anime on YouPorn? Uh, yeah, all your anime are belong to YouPorn. <laughs> no, 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 you, you should watch a fair amount of your anime on YouPorn. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Like, uh, that's not, you're not going wrong there. There's God, just other channels. Naruto is hornier than I remember it. <laughs> right? This must be the Japanese cut. <laughs> Uh, and that's going to do it uh, for the movie Hellboy 2 The Golden Army. We'll be right back with bullet points. Chain noise, chain noise, wolf scream. Bullet points! And we're back with our very first bullet point, body count. Ooh. Body counts. Do uh, all or, those weird demons and stuff count, or are we just counting human lives? Uh, demons count, Golden Army doesn't, Got because it. they are specifically they're, they're said machines, yeah. Yeah. to be remorseless machines. Also, I should have said booty count. No, because no, that sounds like booty count, no. and that's a whole different count. <laughs> that's a very different podcast. There's 12 booties in this movie. <laughs> and I think, 12 tiny shoes. <laughs> I think we need to start this podcast. I pitched you on this to do a, a spin-off podcast of this, where we watch late night Skinamax movies <laughs> and review them and you all refused because they're cleaning up Skinamax it's gonna be useless in a year I oh, know terrible it wait is. what yeah they're cleaning up Skinamax but we'll ne- now we'll never get to watch the great bikini bowling bash uh. <laughs> or that one with Bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> with where Bigfoot has sex with a dude. Uh, uh, All right. And it's someone's fantasy. He also has sex with a lady, but it's way better when he has sex with the dude. Because, like, the dude's just like, what? <laughs> and Bigfoot's just like, yep, I'm Bigfoot. <laughs> so, anyways, body count. Patrick, what's the body count of Hellboy 2 with the Golden Army? Uh, I'm going to go with, like, 25. Ooh, okay. John? Uh, 67. Ooh, all right. Uh, Patrick, you are the winner. You did not go over like uh, John did. Damn it. Uh, the body count is 32. Oh, not bad. Which is okay. not bad. I feel like that's a little low because 
the one thing that they didn't mention was like the 50 people at the auction house that are eaten. That's yeah. exactly what I was taking into account. There are yeah. a number of people that get eaten. So and they John, make it explicit that there were no survivors. Yes. Yeah. You even see one of the tooth fairies eating someone's tooth after yeah. the fact. Right, yeah. And going like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, tasty. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, for a tooth fairy, you gotta assume. Sure, yeah. good point. They do. They do point out that the tooth fairies always go for the teeth first. Right. Buy for the food that's stuck up inside of them. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's gonna take us to our next bullet point: best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think is the boost kill? <laughs> uh, scary Mister Wink. Yeah, because it's like three uh, '80s deaths rolled into one. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you've got the part where okay, it's really only one. It's uh, Doom from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Judge Doom getting squashed by the steamroller. Yeah. yeah. But in this time, it's two steamrollers, and they both have spikes. Yep. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of splurting gloop that comes out right. as he is crushed. And also, again, it not only smashes him but shoots him into a waterfall of lava. Correct. <laughs> That'll get him. Uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, this one happens kind of quickly, but I really like when the forest god throws a car at that helicopter. That's a good one. And just cleans it the fuck out. Yeah. It's great. And I, I appreciate that, because it is a PG-13 movie, but people do die in the movie. And I appreciate that they didn't pull an Ang Lee's Hulk. Like, there's the part where, like, the Hulk, like, takes, like, the top of a tank and throws it at a helicopter. The helicopter crashes. And there's and a then, parachute. And then, no, no, yeah. and then off screen, you just hear someone go, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad they didn't do that. They didn't go by G.I. Joe rule. Yeah, yeah no. no. When this car hit the helicopter, it was a huge ball of flame. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Oh, yeah, they were super dead. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with the actual forest god getting plugged in the face. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, uh, too. Because he gets shot with the big baby gun that is an entire Gatling gun mounted onto a <laughs> uh, a revolver handle yeah. that shoots 900 caliber slugs. Yeah. Uh, and goo goes all over the place. Yeah. But then it makes a beautiful garden. True. So it's, uh, it's, the, it's the best kill because it's... Very violent, but also very beautiful. Right. It's life-giving as yeah. well as taking. It's a ballet of violence. True. And there was also, there must have been uh, like a reverse all-you-can-eat goo thing going on with this movie where they had to pay for the goo they didn't use. So right. they just used sure. as much goo as possible. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. If they paid anything, it was like four bucks at most. Right. For like just that like one piece of shitty goo that nobody. Uh, wants. You left a little bit of goo on your plate, sir. We're gonna have to charge you. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on. Uh, tooth fairy gets crushed and goo comes out. All right, you got me. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. That's the equivalent of like don't come back. Just jamming that last piece of like as the tuna. server is taking away yeah, right. your oh plastic God. plate. You're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, we not went, today. We went and got all-you-can-eat sushi not too long ago, my wife and I, and she ordered, like, one whole roll too many. Yeah. And so I had all my food, and I finished, and I was like, I had the perfect amount of food, but then she had a whole roll too much, oh. and I had to choke that down. It was, like, one of those ones that's, like, it's, like, fake crab and, like, rice and uh, then it's deep fried. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. like, the super-sized monster yeah. roll and, like, cream cheese, I think, was in it, too. Yeah. I just had to, like, choke down, like, six of those. <laughs> you know what? It was rough. You're a real hero. Yeah. I hope your wife knows how lucky she is. I am a real hero and a real human being. 
God, I love that that movie goes out of its way to let me know that Driver is not a robot. Because I was pretty sure he was a robot for like a while. Yep. They paid for one song and that was it. That's not true. They paid for at least two. Because then there's the other one, which is like, I want to drive on through the night. It's called Night Call. Nice. That movie, fucking fuck that movie. It's a great opening sequence, and that is about it. A great opening sequence. Then there's like the scene where they break into the the whole sequence where they break into the pawn shop and escape, which is pretty rad. And then that's it. I do like if if the movie had just been about Albert Brooks getting mad at Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie I would definitely watch. That's a great movie. And then both Albert Brooks and Ron Perlman getting mad at Brian Cranston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah All the stuff that was not about Ryan Gosling being insufferable was pretty okay. He's not even insufferable. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. But the movie frames him like, what a real human being. Literally, think, well, in the lyrics of the song. To be play. fair, they play when he finally finds love with Oscar Isaac's girlfriend next door. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, fuck that movie. I always forget that it's Oscar Isaac, too. Right? Because uh, he's in it just long enough to get killed. Yeah. Yeah, he had it coming. That character, not Oscar Isaac. Right. Oscar Isaac is a goddamn national treasure. He is. If I yeah. ever see him in person, I will give him a hug. Whoa, you should <laughs> ask first. I might. Nah, because... I might be overwhelmed. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to be too scared to ask. That's probably true. Because you're going to meet him during Halloween, and he's going to have a spooky costume. Next bullet point. <laughs> War crimes. War crimes. War crimes. Patrick, tell me about some war crimes in Hellboy, the Golden Army. Ooh, having to watch Jeffrey Tambor after all those allegations. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty rough. With no Jason Bateman to apologize for him. Which doesn't make it better. No. Nope. Mostly you're like, Jason Bateman, why are you getting in the middle of this? How about all men from Arrested Development? Maybe stop defending Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, Maybe have a kind word for the poor Jessica Walters who was brought to tears by his yelling. Right. His unprofessional yelling. And let's not forget like the, that he was also fired from Transparent. Correct. For, being for putting a, his uh, bits and pieces on some other people. Yeah. Whoa. Why yeah. didn't even hear that? Yeah, he's not just a rage monster. He's also a sex monster. Too. Correct. Jeez. And yeah, like no. his personal assistant also has some allegations that he has yes. not had to answer for. Uh, he, he he did answer for them. His answer was, nuh uh. <laughs> right. Ooh, good Very one. Compelling. Good one. Yeah. Yeah, that one wins it every time. Uh, yep. John, war crimes for Hellboy to the Golden Army. Uh, I'm going to say probably an entire section of the government that is heavily funded that they make great pains to uh, make explicit that the public has no knowledge about. Correct. Mm. And these are government officials that deal with things like, oh, a literal hell monster has broken loose in a heavily populated section of New York City. Better not tell anyone. Uh, to be fair, the hell monster is on their side. <laughs> sure. True. Sure. But Who's I want to know what side the hell monster's on. I want to keep my sure. hell monster accountable. You you want you want some some clear insight into what's going on. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You want oversight. Exactly. You want transparency. Sunlight is the best disinfectant <laughs> and I want to make that hellboy very clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh Mark War Crimes. Uh I'm going to go 
John took mine, so now I gotta scramble. Because <laughs> it was the only one. Yeah, right. It's a little bit too close to home, though. That whole government having True. secret stuff where they're doing terrible things. And then getting mad when you find out. Yeah, yeah. right, right. There is some uh, Operation Paperclip going on. Well, <laughs> uh, is there? Yeah. That, oh, you're telling me that German ghost was never a member of the Nazi party? That's oh, right. sure, sure. Operation Paperclip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's probably right. In fact, especially because he makes mention of like, oh, I knew th- your adoptive father. He built me this suit, which means he was not a young man in the 1950s. No, right. that's true. And, and he al- was German. Right? Yeah, and, and a scientist. And in fact, Hellboy himself, when they finds out he is German, he goes, "Ooh, I don't like Germans. I don't trust Germans," <laughs> <laughs> because he was contrary into our world by, by actual Nazis, Nazis yeah. being led by Rasputin. God, Hellboy's so great, you guys. That's super rad. Okay, yeah, so we'll just say Operation Paperclip is part of this whole big thing. Uh, moving on, is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? Oh, definitely. Is definitely. this an action movie? Oh, yeah, it's super scary. And there's huge guns. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, that's not the scary part. No, right. But that's it, actually the pretty rad part. I like that it ticks both of your boxes. <laughs> right? Huge guns, super scary. I'm surprised you like it so much since there were no boobs. No, that just means it's only a four out of five star. Gotcha. Correct. Of there course. were no surprise stars. Gotcha. Yeah, you need surprise boobs too because if I see them coming like that doesn't count for anything they gotta be demolition man boobs right you just gotta slap them out there and be like whoa boobs rock on this movie gets a star <laughs> the Patrick Bromley rating system has never let us down no man well, I get it because it's like going to a nice restaurant and you have expectations but then the server gives you like ah, you know what desserts on the house right whoa or when you're just like hanging out and you get your drinks and they drop a little plate of something that right. they're not even going to charge you for. Just yeah. a little something. Ooh, just some olives. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like, oh, they're like, oh, the chef made this. He's trying it out for folks. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. This is as good as boobs in a movie. Exactly. I, went to, I went to brunch recently, and we sat down. The, the, the server brought us our coffee and a plate of beignets. And was fuck just like, yeah. here's some beignets. Everyone gets them for free. And it was like six beignets. Fuck nice. yeah. That's a lot of donuts. Nice. Yeah. It was super awesome. Oh. So I get it. I love beignets. Right. They're really Ooh, great. Mm. It's the best thing the French have ever done. Yeah. Let's let's face it. Though up true. to this very moment, I have called them bignets. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners may want to remember that Patrick's from uh, North Carolina, Virginia, the better, slightly <laughs> southern state. Uh, yeah, is it? Well, then North Carolina. I just love yeah. the idea that for like. 20 years you've been running around being like, you let me get a plate of big nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and no server has had the courage no, to correct No, you. that's right. And strangely enough, for a large part of your life, you were like, give me, give me some big nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, here you go. <laughs> now, they I knew. know exactly they what you knew. mean. Now, one of my favorite stories about southern French food is that uh, somebody opened a restaurant once and they were advertising quiches. They were selling quiches and nobody would come in. Nobody knew what they were. But eventually somebody, like one of his buddies, tried them and was like, so what is this actually? And he says, well, it's kind of like a cheese pie. And he goes, cheese pies. <laughs> Turn the whole business around. <laughs> I was selling cheese pies. Hell, give me 12. It's not even a cheese. It's an egg it's pie. It's an egg pie. Oh, yeah. but it's got cheese in it. <laughs> 
Lots of pies got eggs. Sure. No pies got cheese. But I would not order... If I wanted a key lime pie, I wouldn't say, give me a whipped cream pie, please. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think a pizza is a cheese pie. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, sure. <laughs> mm. Also, I, I really believe that the better pronunciation of big nuts is beige nuts. <laughs> beige nuts. Yeah, the way it's spelled. Sure. Uh, cool. Uh, John, is this an action movie? Yes. Uh, it's an action... Uh, like... Not quite an action horror movie because it's not like in the same realm as like Evil Dead, right? Uh, yeah. But hey, hey. the only truly scary part is the Tooth Fairy attack, uh, where they attack everybody, which is super creepy, and the Angel of Death, which yeah. is super creepy. He's super well, creepy, but he, it's otherwise fairly friendly. Yeah, Guillermo yes. del Toro in general, his aesthetic is very much to take these like horror tropes, very gothic, right, and make them not like goofy, but like. Human, like yeah. they, like almost yeah. like they could be your friends. Yeah, yeah. Because he, Gamble Del Toro, like I feel like if tomorrow Frankenstein's monster showed up on his doorstep, it was like, you want to play some Mario Kart? He'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> right. My dreams have come true. <laughs> Basically, if the plot of the movie Little Monsters happened to him, and sure. How all about it? Yeah, and Howie oh, Mandel yeah. came out from under his bed and was like, I'm a blue man. Let's fight. He'd be like. Cool, let's roll. <laughs> I'm leaving my parents behind, and yes, I will turn into a monster, and my arm will disappear into a sleeve. That will happen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Monster Squad would be very different with Guillermo del Toro instead of those shitty kids. Mm. Yeah, he would have laughed twice as hard when the Wolfman got kicked in the nards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, is this an action movie? Oh, yeah, it definitely is an action movie. It's like an action adventure with a little bit of gothic horror in there. But yeah, big guns, explosions... Uh, swords, goos, gears. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic flick. Two thumbs up, but as an action movie. But now it's time for final <laughs> reviews. Final reboos. I'm trying to make up for the beginning when I didn't yeah, have enough spooky know, things. Fair enough. Patrick, final review, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. I'm going to give this four gigantic shotgun shells out of four gigantic shotgun shells. <laughs> John... I'm going to give it three and a half chain rattles out of four wolfman noises. <laughs> Mark, uh, I'm going to give it uh, one headless forest god out of one headless forest god. Mm. Uh, so that does it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. Uh, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I forgot my name for a second. Uh, Mark, every Rosenthal has its thorn. Yeah. Uh, I am Patrick Brimstone Bromley. And I am Spooky John Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Boo! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Kronos Bromley, Jonathan The Shape of Water, Rooney Taylor, and Mark Mimic Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.